Welcome back to the Fire Circle, a place where we can gather and reflect on our walking in life. I'm Seth, and today's episode is both unique and miraculous. Today's episode is an interview with Eric Taylor. Eric Taylor was a former Young Walker, Sanagua Walker, and Trail Walker at Anasazi Foundation. Um, and this is some archive audio of Eric's interview. Now, what makes this interview unique is that Eric Taylor passed away on Sunday, September 15th, 2019, at his home in California. Now, the circumstances behind this interview that I had with Eric are are amazing, and I and I just wanted to share a bit of that backstory with you before we get into that actual interview. So, in 2017, um, I nominated Eric Taylor for Anasazi's annual Young Leader Award, which is sponsored by the Forever Young Foundation. And my schedule only allowed for kind of a narrow window in which I could conduct interviews uh, on camera with our, our the videographer we typically work with. And so without him knowing that his name was in the running for the Young Leader Award, um, I asked if I could interview him and I, you know, I made up some sort of excuse that, oh, you know, we just need some some interviews for parents to consider privately, you know, if they want to come to the program, if they want to, you know, have their kids come to the program. And so for any of you who know Eric, um, he has got a personality that just cannot be contained um, anywhere. He's just so, uh, so fun, uh, so much life inside of him. Um, you know, when he was on the trail with people, he just brought this joy to people. He was always goofing off. And um, in fact, in this this b-roll we filmed of of a of a trail scene that we kind of set up you know for some footage that we needed to get and there's i actually have footage of him uh sitting next to another trail walker and literally like they're, they're pretending to read the seven paths books and he's actually just burping um the entire alphabet you know while sitting there and she she can't she can't not laugh like she's laughing the whole time and, and that's just kind of the guy he was he was just goofing off all the time um, and so I kind of expected um, my interview with Eric to be uh, on that same tenor, right? Just just funny, lots of laughs, lots of funny stories. Um, but it wasn't. It was, um, it was one of the best interviews of a young walker I've, I've ever been able to capture. Um, and I couldn't explain it at the time. And this was 2017. And it was it was just this, oh, just this really unique interview where he, I mean he went from at the beginning of it right at the beginning where we're getting the cameras and equipment set up and he is laughing and joking and so I'm thinking okay this is what the interview is going to be like, and uh, as soon as I started asking questions the the level just dropped like his his tenor his his demeanor everything just went down to like this almost reverential level and I for for a second. I thought, is he hamming this up? Like, but you know, on the trail we call it the the sacred wind. I guess he was just feeling the sacred wind, and he was sharing some some really um, tender things, some really um, profound awakenings of his uh, many experiences on the trail. And so that by itself was 
just this really unique situation, you know, this really unique interview. Well, it was in December of 2020. I was getting ready for some some other things, you know, preparing some other things for the the gala, Anasazi's annual gala. I was looking for some footage, and I happened to find this hard drive without knowing it. I was like, oh, what, I wonder if what's on this, and I put that in, and I, I for the first time in a couple of years, I saw this interview of Eric, um, who had passed away a year earlier. And I watched this interview, this interview which I expected to be one thing, where it was like jovial and fun and lots of laughter, but it was something else. It was really reverential. It was sacred. And it was as though Eric was speaking on the sacred wind to to me. And um, I, I got that interview. I put it together. I, I sent it over to his parents uh, as soon as I could and shared that with them and and they were touched by it. And, and then later I asked their permission if I could share uh, this interview in its, really in its totality um, through this podcast. And so I wanted to present this interview with you. Uh, and there's really only two things I've, I've edited from the interview. Um, one was just the opening kind of sequence where we're, we're just trying to get the cameras set up and so there's a lot of noise and you know joking as we're setting up the camera it's not really part of the interview and then you'll notice there's some segments in there where actually I had to I have to re-record um, all of my questions because um, they just I didn't have a microphone on me and so I'm just re-recording my questions as they were in the interview for you so that you'll be able to hear them but everything else uh, really is is Eric's interview unedited. Now, before I share this interview with you, I want you to know that I, again, I got permission from Eric's parents to to share this with you and through this podcast. Um, and they even sent me a message that they wanted me to share with you. This message is from Colleen Taylor, uh, Eric's mother. Quote, Ken and I want to thank Anasazi for providing the tools that brought our son back to us and his family both emotionally and physically. We will forever be grateful for the wonderful and life-changing experiences that Eric and we, his parents, were privileged to have. All right, man. State your, your full name, your Anasazi trail name, and when you participated in Anasazi. My name is Eric Taylor. Uh, my Anasazi trail name is Ade Tali, um, and I participated in Anasazi in 2003, 2011, and 2015, and I'm now a trail walker. What was your life like before Anasazi? Okay. Um, when I think of my life before Anasazi, um, I think about... Um, how depressed I was. Um, I was really lost. Um, scared. It was more of like a gripping fear. I was afraid of the future. I was afraid of the present. Um, my past scared me. And, uh, it was not, I wasn't who I wanted to be. I wasn't who I knew I could be. And, um, 
I didn't know what I needed, but I knew that I knew that I was alone and I was scared. And what was it that made you decide to come back as an adult, as a Sinagua walker? Um, from the time of when I was a young walker to 2011, I struggled. Um, I really, really struggled. And uh, in the depths of a depression that I didn't even know was possible, I felt like I had exhausted all of my options. I didn't know what to do. And uh, feeling came to me that I needed to pray about it. I needed to pray about what to do. And so that's what I did. It's something I hadn't done in a long time. I knelt down and I asked my creator, um, what should I do? How can I keep living? How can I keep living? Because the way that I was living at the time, I didn't want to live anymore. And um, thoughts of Anasazi flooded my mind. Um, and my immediate thought was, oh, no, you know, I've been through that before. Anasazi didn't fix me. Um, but I continued to pray about it because I really wanted to know. And every single time, Anasazi flooded my mind. Anasazi, Anasazi. I finally just got so annoyed with this thought continuing to flood my mind. Um, and I said, okay, all right, fine. We'll see, we'll see what, uh, what my mom has to say. So I went to my mom and told her about what was going on. And she's like, oh. Eric Anasazi has been flooding my mind as well because she had been praying for me the entire time. And so I begged, I begged my mom for help to come to Anasazi. And um, she made it happen. And uh, it was a big sacrifice for us. Um, and yeah, that's, that was an incredible experience for me. Now, uh, backing up a little bit, uh, when you first came to Anasazi as a young walker, what was that experience like? Um, there were a lot of aspects of it that were different. I'd never experienced before, but man, 17 years old, um, I was in Boy Scouts. Like I'm out in the middle of the wilderness with like some other people my age, um, being able to hike around in the wilderness. That... I I uh, acclimated to it very well, um, but yeah, it was definitely different. Um, I'm rubbing sticks together to make fire. I'd never done that before, and um, so I guess I guess the the craziest part about it was um, like how crazy fun it actually became, you know, very quickly. And something that helped that was was the trail walkers. They helped me to like really feel welcome right off the bat. What were your feelings about coming back again, a third time to Anasazi? All right. Um, yeah, I was at a different point in my life. Um, I was actually married at the time and um, 
I was experiencing some other uh, different troubles in life and again um, needed help, needed help in my life, needed help in my marriage and so I knelt down and prayed just like before and uh, thoughts of Anasazi flooded my mind just as it had before. Um, I knew better than to fight it. So um, I, I took the steps um, necessary to get out here. I received a lot of help. Um, and uh, coming out to the trail, I, I didn't have a rabbit stick. So I basically, I hit the ground running. Um, but it was, it was different. Um, it was a lot different. My, my walking this time, it felt like it's a lot more focused on service. I was by far the oldest person in the band um, at 29 years old. And I felt like um, my band, my bandmates really looked up to me. They looked to me for answers and guidance. And um, I feel like I was able to provide that to an extent. Um, but one of the reasons why it was such an incredible walking was because I was serving a lot more and I feel like there was a lot of preparation there for becoming a trail walker. Um, getting outside myself and putting others' needs before my own. Um, yeah. What was one of your uh, biggest awakenings at Anasazi? I know that's, that's kind of a big question, but what was one of your biggest awakenings at Anasazi? Um, I'd say one of my biggest awakenings happened um, my last time walking on the trail um, as Sanagua. Um, I had been on the trail previously. Um, I had made fire countless times. You know, I'm a pro by this point. And um, for, like I said, I didn't have a rabbit stick. I jumped right into the band and we we're hiking the next day. Um, so I had to gather my fire set on the run. And for two weeks, two weeks of Badger Stone, I'm seeing my bandmates all around me making fire. And I'm like not providing anything. Um, two weeks of trying, getting upset, throwing my fire set with my head down, going and retrieving it and trying again. It just wasn't happening. And so after that two weeks, um, I had super strong impression that uh, I needed to pray and ask for help. And so I found a little grove of trees um, and knelt down and um, talked with my creator and admitted that I wasn't good enough to make fire on my own, that I couldn't do it on my own, um, but that I knew that I could do it with my creator's help. And I pleaded and I begged for that help. And in that exact moment, the clouds parted, a ray of sun came in through the grove of trees and I experienced this warmth and the confidence within me that I will never forget. 
I thanked my creator. I stood up, I walked into camp. And with that fire set I'd been trying on for two weeks, busted a coal and made fire like, like it was nothing. Um, and still to this day, whenever I go to bust a coal or make fire, I, I kneel down and I let my creator know that I know that I cannot make fire without my creator's help, but that I can with, with the creator's help. And I beg for that help. I made fire every time, rain or shine. And so that's, that's what I've leaned on in my walking is that there are a lot of hard things we do in life um, and as trail walkers. And I know without a doubt that anything I needed to do, I can do and will do with the Creator's help. How has your life changed for the better since Anasazi? I mentioned my sobriety. Um, I'm sober. I'm alive. Like, I want to be alive. Not only that, I want to thrive. And I feel that I am. Um, I have hope. Um, I have a relationship with my Creator. I have a relationship with my parents and with my siblings. And I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid of the future. I don't look back on past mistakes as stumbling blocks. I look at them as stepping stones that help propel me forward. Um, yeah, I love life. I'm, I'm happy, you know, I experience joy. And uh, Anasazi, Anasazi has helped me to find that within myself. How has Anasazi helped you improve your relationship with your family? So when I came out in 2011, that was, that was all me and my mom. My dad and I weren't really talking at the time. Um, he wasn't understanding why I was coming to Anasazi again. He, we kind of had the same mindset, you know, uh, like the mindset that I had in the beginning of, ah, I already tried it. My dad felt that. We already tried it. Didn't fix my son. Um, a little ways into my walking, uh, my dad got on board and um, really threw himself into it. And um, I received a letter from my dad. And uh, he let me know that his eyes were open and that he was seeing himself through my eyes. And he didn't like what he saw. And he let me know the things that he was doing to try to earn my forgiveness. And that, that threw me for a loop. That, that prompted me to see myself through my dad's eyes. And I didn't like what I saw. Um, 
And so we both work towards that. We both work towards forgiving each other for how we had hurt each other and work towards being better men for each other and for our family. And at family camp, um, I ran to my parents and hugged them both at the same time. And my dad took my face in his hands and, and begged me for my forgiveness. And I will always remember that moment. I'll always remember that. What are some of your favorite experiences from Anasazi that don't have to be uh, profound or anything like that? Just some of your favorite fun experiences from the trail. Um... I spent 4th of July on the trail, and around that time is uh, monsoon season. And um, we're celebrating, basically, me and a few of my other bandmates. Uh, we didn't feel the need to set up shelters, so we wanted to sit out and watch the firework display that was the monsoons rolling in off in the distance, you know, lights, just claps of thunder. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, it was great. It was so great. So we fall asleep out there under the stars and wake up to, it's, it's not raining, man. It's the sky opened up. Like it was dumping on us. And so we hurriedly put our ponchos on and with our gear underneath and we're just sitting around in a circle and it's the middle of the night. It's pitch black. Um, the only time we can see each other is when lightning strikes. And um, we, we were a miserable scene. Um, and I realized like how ridiculous the situation is that we'd put ourselves in and that there was nothing I could really do other than start laughing. It was hilarious. So I started laughing, I started laughing hysterically and one by one, all my bandmates start laughing hysterically. And in between uh, claps of thunder and lightning, we start to hear our other bandmates who are safe under their shelters. We hear them start to laugh hysterically. And um, that like, that really set the tone for my walking and for my walking as a trail walker too. It's like sometimes you experience things that are just kind of ridiculous um, and it's not going to help being like pissed off or sad or bummed out. Um, sometimes you just got to laugh and see how hilarious and funny everything is. It really changes everything, changes the way you view things, changes the way the others see things as well. You can affect the whole group by just laughing like a maniac. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to need a point that you can affect the whole group by just laughing like a maniac. There you go. I like that. That's an awesome quote. What are some of the final D's or the, the final destinations or accomplishments you, you feel you've really been able to, to do in your life? Yeah, I think, again, um, one of the final D's that I've experienced um, has been holding on to my sobriety. Um, I really felt like um, I was holding myself back with what I was doing. Um, 
once I got sober and stayed sober, um, I began, uh, I was able to experience more ambition and drive. Um, I always wanted to be a trail walker, but I felt like where I was in my life after I had left Anasazi, it just wouldn't happen. Like I thought I'm too, I'm too old or uh, I got this other stuff going on. Um, and then things just worked out. Things worked out to where um, I was able to free myself up and come out and be a trail walker. So that's, that's both a final D that um, I've been experiencing since January, but it's also really it's a dream come true to be out here doing what I love with the people that I love. Um, yeah, and then uh, another final D, which I'm working towards, is uh, my education, which again, I, I was lying to myself and saying, do you know what, you're too old. College, going to college as a freshman, that's a young man's game. And uh, I was letting my age hold me back a lot. Um, and that was something that I blanket stepped or let go. Um, that wasn't something that I was going to let hold me back anymore. So I set that aside and promised myself that I would never let my age hold me back again. I would never allow that to. And so I've set the goal to go to school and um, get my degree in psychology because I'd love to be a counselor. I'd love to help um, youth, young adults, adults um, with whatever they need help with to help them walk forward. Um, and I feel like, I feel like with my experiences, um, if I were not to use the knowledge that I've, that I've gained from the mistakes I've made and from the, the triumphs I've had in my life, that, that that would be, that would be the biggest mistake that I could ever make in my life. Um, so that's my goal. That's my next final D is to get that, go back to school and to help others. What would you say to a parent who is considering sending their kid to Anasazi? Anasazi saved not only my life, but saved my family. Anasazi is, is not about um, kids with problems that need to be fixed. Anasazi is about um, turning the hearts of, or preparing the hearts of children and parents to turn towards each other. Um, do it. <laughs> do it, please. Please. Save your family. And, uh, be prepared to give everything that you have. Just as you have for your child's entire life, 
continue to love them and give everything you have now through this program. It saved me. It saved countless others. It saves our families. What would you say to an individual or a, or a young adult who's considering the Anasazi program as a Sanagua walker, as an adult? My time on the trail uh, as a young walker, as a Sanagua especially, that was some of the best times of my life. Like, there are experiences that I had on the trails of Sanaga Walker that I, that I really, I lean on the strength gained from those experiences. Um, before coming out to the trail, I thought, oh, I know what my potential is. You know, I, I know, I know how strong I am. You know, I know what I can accomplish. I had no idea. I had no idea until I came out on the trail um, and was able to do the things that I did. I was able to smile and laugh and have fun while doing it. I loved all of my bandmates so much. Um, those are times in my life that I would not and could not trade for anything. So give it a shot, give it a chance, but not just a chance like Throw yourself into it, commit to it, and uh, it'll change your life, I promise. This has been The Fire Circle, a podcast by the Anasazi Foundation. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. We'd sure appreciate your review. Anasazi Foundation is a whole family solution. Through primitive living experiences, it gives young people an opportunity to heal at the hands of nature. Its philosophy invites a change of heart and a change of perspective on one's whole way of walking in the world. Visit anasazi.org for more information. Copyright 2021 by Anasazi Foundation. Sure love ya! Last question, this one's just for me, really. What is that nickname you have for Anasazi that I see all the time on Instagram? Stokasazi? Yeah, what is that about? Oh, it's kind of like a combination. It's it's like being uh, being stoked on Anasazi, <laughs> you know what I mean? Stokasazi. I mean, California born and raised, you know, so no. I had to throw stoked in there somewhere. <laughs> but yes, um, it's being stoked on Anasazi, being excited being happy to be here and um, and uh, remembering like well not remembering letting letting everyone know around me that this is a dream come true for me to be here doing what I love with the people I love um, yeah Stokasazi baby <laughs>